0: Welcome back to the Hemingway List podcast for book 15, chapter 18 of War and Peace, the epic novel. Is this the romantic happy ending for our main characters? What is your opinion of Natasha and Pierre as a married couple? Do you like this outcome? Kara Kikar says, I think this is a romantic happy ending for Pierre, but this seems like a compromised choice for Natasha though we haven't seen these events from Natasha's perspective. Like Pierre and Maya, we have to read into her expressions, which have not been as effusive as they were with earlier courtships. True. Yep, we only really get it from Pierre's point of view. And I think you're right. Like um, Natasha's been sort of overwhelmed with passion with, what was his name, Anatole... And then so deeply in love with um, André, someone that she really kind of admired. And Pierre, she's always just sort of as, you know, goofy old Pierre. She likes him, but um, never really had those romantic feelings for him. So, I don't know. Is it a compromise for her if they do get together? The reader's new account says, I really wish things would have worked out with Prince André. When he passed away, the book lost a lot of its appeal. I think they all end up together, but that would not be the most satisfying end to me. I wish that there could have been forgiveness and redemption with the Andre storyline. Well, that's a sad view of it, and I think probably the correct view of it. It's a sad thing that Andre died without his redemption and his forgiveness. And it would have been satisfying to see Andre pull through. Although, it would have also been a little unsatisfying because of all the fake-outs of him dying. Eventually, he had to die for real, right? FDLP1 says, Sneaky Maya, with perhaps feigning a headache, giving Pierre a chance at a heart-to-heart. Tolstoy does a great job setting up the awkwardness of trying to morph a spark of attraction into a more substantial courtship. What a happy chapter, says Warren kovofifi I'm really pulling for Pierre, and I think this marriage is going to happen. Although I'm a little cautious, I'm wondering if Tolstoy will casually drop some surprise on us in the next few chapters that shatters any chance of them being together. That wouldn't be uh, unlike Tolstoy, would it? Some twist last minute, I think. Chapter 19 goes like this There was nothing in Pierre's soul now at all like what had troubled it during his courtship with Helena. He did not repeat to himself with a sickening feeling of shame the words he had spoken, or say, Oh, why did I not say that? and whatever made me say, Je vous ennemi? On the contrary, he now repeated in imagination every word that he or Natasha had spoken, and pictured every detail of her face and smile and did not wish to diminish or add anything, but only to repeat it again and again. There was no now not a shadow of doubt in his mind as to whether what he had undertaken was right or wrong. Only one terrible doubt sometimes crossed his mind. Wasn't it all a dream? Isn't Princess Mary mistaken? I am, Am I not too conceited and self-confident? I believe all this, and suddenly Princess Mary will tell her, and she will be sure to smile and say how strange, he must be deluding himself, doesn't he know that he is a man just a man, while I, I am something altogether different and higher. That was the only doubt, often troubling Pierre. He did not now make any plans, the happiness before him appeared so inconceivable that if only he could attain it, it would be the end of all things, everything ended with that. A joyful, unexpected frenzy, of which he had thought himself incapable, possessed him. The whole meaning of life, not for him alone, but for the whole world, seemed to him centred on his love, and the possibility of being loved by her. At times, everybody seemed to him to be occupied with one thing only, his future happiness. Sometimes it seemed to him that other people were all as pleased as he was himself, and merely tried to hide that pleasure by pretending to be busy with other interests, in every word and gesture he saw allusions to his happiness. He often surprised those he met by his significantly happy looks and smiles, which seemed to express a secret understanding between him and them, and, when he realized that people might not be aware of his happiness, he pitied them with his whole heart and felt a desire, somehow, to explain to them all that the that, that occupied them was a mere frivolous trifle unworthy of attention. When it was suggested to him that he should enter the civil service, or when the war or any general political affairs were discussed, on the assumption that everybody's welfare depended on this or that issue of events, he would listen with a mild and pitying smile and surprise people by his strange comments, but at this time he saw everybody, both those who, as he imagined, understood the real meaning of life, that is, what he was feeling, and those unfortunates who evidently did not understand it. In the bright light of the emotion that shone within himself and at once without any effort saw in everyone, he met everything that was good and worthy of being loved. When dealing with the affairs and papers of his dead wife, her memory aroused in him no feeling but pity that she had not known the bliss he now knew. Prince Vasili, who having obtained a new post and some fresh decorations, was particularly proud at this time, seemed to him a pathetic kindly old man, much to be pitied. Often in after life, Pierre recalled this period of blissful insanity. All the views he formed of men and circumstances at this time remained true for him always. He not only did not renounce them subsequently, but when he was in doubt or inwardly at variance, he referred to the views he had held at this time of this madness, and they always proved correct. I may have appeared strange and queer then, he thought, but I was not so mad as I seemed. On the contrary, I was then wiser and had more insight than at any other time and understood all that is worth understanding in life because because I was happy. Pierre's insanity consisted in not waiting, as he used to, to discover personal attributes which he termed good qualities in people before loving them. His heart was now overflowing with love. And by loving people without cause, he discovered indubitable causes for loving them. Alright, there we go. There's that chapter for you. Good stuff. Thank you very much for listening and I will see you tomorrow.